and welcome to the Yarn Thing Podcast with Marley Bird. I'm your host, Marley Bird. You can catch the Yarn Thing Podcast live every Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock Mountain Time. That's 12 o'clock on the East Coast, 9 o'clock on the West Coast, and 11 o'clock in the Midwest. If you are anywhere else in the world and would like to join us live for the podcast, please Google what time 10 o'clock Mountain Time is for you. I do live in Denver, Colorado, and you can come and join the fun. Along with the live broadcast that is archived in iTunes, I do a behind-the-scenes over on the Marley Bird Facebook page. You just go to facebook.com forward slash Marley Bird, and you can find me there uh, looking great on camera and uh, talking to you over there in that chat room. Let's say thank you to our sponsors, Buffalo Wool Company, Creative Bug, Erin Lane Bags, Craftsy.com, Stitches.Events, and last but not least, Red Heart Yarns, where I'm the proud national spokesperson. You can learn more about the sponsors by visiting the Marley Bird uh, website and clicking on the sponsor menu. And there's a direct link to each one of the sponsors there. You can go by, say hello, and thank them for sponsoring your favorite podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Um, I was chatting briefly with the Facebook Live uh, friends and telling them that today's guest is a good friend of mine. We've been together um, since the beginning of his career. It's been exciting to watch him, uh, you know, as he takes each step into the next level of his career and watching him succeed and just grow. He's uh, an amazing talent, an amazing person. He's definitely somebody you never forget when you meet him. Uh, he's large and in charge and enthusiastic and kind and sweet and just everything that you would want wrapped up in a big old teddy bear. That is Ron Strong. And you splash in there the fact that he's got a great design aesthetic, um, great design sense, um, a good head on his shoulders. He's just a smart guy and just a fun guy. Um, I love having him as a guest on the podcast, and I'm thrilled to have him on today to talk about his brand new book, Step Into Crochet, which is all about crochet socks. And um, so let's talk a little bit to Ron and find out more about him and his journey to this new book. So, hello, Ron. How are you? I am wonderful. That was such a great introduction. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I worked hard on it. You made me feel it. so great about myself. I know, right? You know what? <laughs> it's not hard to introduce people when, like, you truly feel what you're saying. You know what I mean? It's not that I lie when oh. I introduce people. Well, that's not it. But when it's, when it's 100% genuine and, like, like you're – I love you. You're my people. You're you're my oh, person. You're you. awesome. So I'm I'm thrilled thank that you're you. on the show today, and I'm excited about everything that you're doing. Um. So it, anyways, how are things going over there in Carolina, North Carolina? <laughs> so nice. It's like seven thousand degrees, and the humidity <laughs> is off the charts. So winter knitting is in full, and winter crochet is in full swing. So. Obviously, I'm stuck inside with the air conditioning at 68 degrees just to keep me in the mood. Yep. I don't know how you do it. All my friends that are in the <laughs> South when we're in the dead of winter knitting and crocheting for – or dead, dead of summer knitting or crocheting for winter, I don't know how you do it. Because, like, even I'm I'm in Colorado, and I think it's only going to get, like, 87 today. But I keep my house at 65. And so, I mean, I just – I have to keep it cold. And then I couldn't even imagine yeah. if it – super hot i oh my gosh unbelievable unbelievable <laughs> you get used to it and it's I nice when that. you go out in the morning and it's warm and you're like oh it's so nice outside it's only like 70 but at four o'clock it's 
yeah. like 100 degrees. And you're like, I'm done. I'm done. I'll just stay inside for the rest of the I day. know. I made the mistake once. I was at the Red Heart home office in Charlotte. And um, it was mm-hmm. like the end of the day. It's like 4 o'clock. And we had wrapped up all of our meetings. And I didn't want to make somebody leave to drive me to a hotel, which is literally like a block away, right? So I looked at them mm-hmm. like, oh, don't worry. I'll just walk over there. And they all looked at me like I was crazy. And so yeah. the I outside, I realized why they all looked at me like I was crazy. So I was like, hey, can somebody drive me? <laughs> I was like, this, I'm not doing this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So it is so much. It is so, you walk outside and you're like smacked in the face with a wet, hot towel. That's great. Awesome. Great. Awesome. You're selling it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Move here. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so Ron, let's, let's tell people a little bit about you. Um, you have been just trekking forward in your career for a while but it hasn't always been smooth sailing and you've definitely had bumps in the road and like indecision of do you want to stay with it do you not want to stay with it like I want I want you to tell your story because it is such a wonderful story and a successful story it's one that I think so many of us go through as designers and I think it's important for people that are just you know knitters or crocheters that are following along with us understand the trials and tribulations that we go through yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, um, I started designing in, I think, 2011 was when, well, I started an Etsy shop back in 2010, and I kind of had started crocheting a little bit um, here and there and knitting a lot, uh, but it didn't really start until 2012 when I published my first um, book on knitting, uh, and I did a Kickstarter for it, and I think that was the first time I was on your show, actually. Um yeah. And that's when I met you and I met all these other great knitting and crochet designers. And it was wonderful. Um, But I quickly realized that, you know, getting into knitwear design was going to be difficult. And I didn't know if I wanted to go the knitting or the crochet route. And I had a lot of people telling me I had to make a decision Um, back then. I think even uh, a little bit more so than now, because I think we're all a little bit by craftual to a certain extent, but back then it was very, you need to choose a path. You're either going to do knitwear design or crochet design and focus on that. And um, I had more than one people tell me that. And I was like, um, I don't want to choose. Like I like doing vintage knitwear and I like doing really fun, bright, colorful crochet. Why can't I do both? Um, But I kind of fell into the crochet lane and just stuck with that. I started designing for magazines uh, in 2013 and 14. Um, went through really, it, it's hard. I mean, I, I'm, I've always been extremely open and honest that designing is not where you're going to make a million dollars. And so you, you kind of got to work hard at it, um, and you got to work long hours, and, and you know that oh so well. Um, <laughs> And 2000, um, I, it was 2014, I, I designed a Tunisian wrap and our friend Rebecca Velasquez, um, and I told this story on Facebook, but Rebecca Velasquez uh, kind of sent it to Ellen Gormley, who's another mutual friend of ours, and then Ellen sent it to the people at Annie's, and um, the people at Annie's were like, hey, this is great, and the funny thing was I lived 15 minutes from my producer, um, and we met at a coffee shop. And she had me explain what the Tunisian crochet color work kind of thing I was doing was. And I was like, yeah, this is it. And I kind of, my design career took off in unexpected ways. Um, And 
it was it was great. It was great for uh, 2015 and 16. Um, I actually, you know, wrote this book into. I think we started writing this in 2015, and after I'd finished it, and everything. It was last year was a rough year, um, personally and professionally, and um, money was hard. And again, with the designing full time, it it can be scary sometimes, um, especially when you're trying to pay rent and light bills and water bills and your <laughs> kind of trying to make it work. Um, and so I was like, well, maybe I'll go back to school. So I, um, I enrolled in a program to study botanical illustration, which was kind of a um, joy of mine. And I started doing that at the botanical gardens at the university of North Carolina. Um, and I actually left designing and I got a job working as a store manager for Yankee candle of all places um, and I didn't design for six months. Um, I just, I didn't have any desire to do it. And then slowly but surely I was like, God, I really love that. God, I miss it. I should do it. This is what I was meant to do. Like I was meant to do this. I don't feel like I was meant to do anything else. This is what I want to do. And I was like, no, that's not. And I just argued with myself nonstop, like never knowing whether or not it was what I wanted to do. And then um, one day I just sat down and I prayed a really long time about what I was supposed to do and where I was supposed to go and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I felt more strongly than ever that that's what I needed to do. And I needed to take a leap of faith. And so I quit my full-time job with a guaranteed salary. And I was like, we'll see if it works. And um <laughs> I can say that I now make more designing than I ever did in the past before. Um, I have more faith in what I do and that I'm doing the right thing and that I'm on the right path. And I don't have any, I, I, I don't doubt myself anymore. And I think more than anything, it, taking a break and, and going away for a little bit allowed me to refocus and also to put myself in a position of the everyday knitter or crocheter, which I think a lot of us designers forget sometimes that there's everyday people that do what we do. Um, yeah. And to see like, Hey, like, what is it like when you have to work a full-time job, come home and, you know, take your dog for a walk and you've just worked 12 hours. You don't want to crochet. You don't even want to look at yarn. You don't want to do nothing. You just want to sleep. How do you, how do you make it work in your life and what do you do? And I just have such a higher respect for everyone that I did before. And I think I needed that in my life. I needed to learn that, that little bit of respect and that needed to be humbled a little bit. And, um, yeah, so now I'm, I'm back working full time and knitting and crochet and happier than ever. So. I love it. It reminds me of that Carrie Underwood song, Jesus Take the Wheel. Like that's, that's, you know, it's one of those, you just kind of have to, you know, not to get too religious on things, but that's totally how I did my life. I quit a full-time job and it was like, Mm -hmm. all right, I'm just going to follow this path and let's see where this goes, you know? So yeah, I I mean, no matter what your faith or not faith or, or whatever you believe out there, I think that's kind of like where you kind of have to center yourself or center where your universe is. It's like, what what's pulling you you know for me it's and for you it's it's a god thing for other people it might be that you know i really feel like the universe is pulling me here and i should be this designer and this is what i need to do i feel like you don't fight that like go with it that's there's there's something telling you you know and uh way back when when i first um left college and started my first job they made me do sort of like a um it was like a mood board but it was like a dream board 
Mm-hmm. So I had to cut out pictures and stuff of things that um, like I want to do, or I aspire to do, or, you know, things like the next level, or what would I define as being successful? And it's funny because I have, I still have it, believe it or not, I should find it and post about it, but I have looked at it since then. And most everything on there I have achieved. And it's amazing because I achieved it, not in the industry I was in, but the industry I'm in now. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So little did I know that, you know, I I would do that, but in a different world and and never in a million years that I think it would be yarn ever. Like it just, yeah. Absolutely not. Well, I will tell you, um, I am so excited that you're back into the yarn world because when I saw you working for Yankee Candle, I was like, oh, that's that's such a loss. Like I felt like you, you, I felt like you were supposed to be here, and I wished that there was some way I could have helped you. But it sounds like you found your own path. Like you, 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 you ventured off for a little bit, but you came back, and uh, we are thrilled you're here. Thank you. I appreciate that. So here you are. Um, let's talk about the book because um, you have self-published several books, as you mentioned at the start. Um, mm-hmm. When you were on the show, I actually that was one of the things I remember admiring most about you is that you just jumped in. And it wasn't like they were crappy sort of home photographs sort of – I mean, they were really <laughs> well put together books, really nice. And yeah, and so here you are doing a book with somebody else this time around. Um, and you know, how was that? Let's start there. Uh, it was a new experience. Um, I'm I'm used to doing everything myself. I'm I'm used to um, just I'm used to having control, I guess, over everything, over yeah. the patterns, over you know the the photography over the yarn choice, all that kind of stuff. I, I have it all. And so this was a little bit different. I was actually approached by Interweave, um, and they were like, you know, you've, you've taught two online classes about crochet socks, and I, you know, I teach classes in person, and they were like, you have all these crochet sock designs, and do you think that, um, do you think that this would be something you were interested in? And I was like, well, um, let me think about it. And then, you know, five minutes later, I said, yes. And I was like, sure, absolutely. Um, let's do this. And so we started working on it. And actually, Carrie Bogart, who was my acquisitions editor, and the, she's the main editor and all that good stuff, um, we had a relationship just because I had, like, really pushed a lot of different books before and submitted a lot. And I always got turned down, which is why I turned to self-publishing my stuff. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was such a cool experience. It was, it was so great. It was, it was great writing it, um, and kind of coming up with all the content and working with different editors in different departments and, um, getting to see the photographs because I just kind of made all the socks and shipped them off and were waiting around for all the photographs to come in. And then when they came in, I was like, Oh my God, everything looks so great. I'm so excited by all of this. And so, yeah, it was, it was, it was a great, fun, different experience and one that I am so happy that I did. I, I love that. So here you are and you're doing this book about socks. And you and I have had this conversation. I, I swear we've had this conversation. We have. Where I told many you, times, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not convinced that, you know, crocheted socks are, they're, they're good, but I love knit socks. So I'm going to ask you mm-hmm. yet again, convince me. Oh, Ron, that crochet socks are what I should be trying out with all of this yarn behind me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here's the cool thing. So in this book, there's actually two different stitches you can choose for the body. 
There's extended single crochet, which is kind of the um, kind of the main stitch that a lot of crochet socks are done in. That's what the standard was. And the reason for that was because uh, extended single crochet stretched uh, more vertically um, and horizontally than standard single crochet did or anything like that. Um, but another stitch that works really great is linked half double crochet. So I wanted to really use both of them. And the linked half double crochet is so great because it creates a flat fabric that's very, very similar to knitting, and it feels the same. Now, you do have to sacrifice a little bit of stretch, but it's not a whole lot. And um, when you're wearing them, it creates a much tighter fit, a much closer to the foot fit, and you don't feel like you're walking on a, a bunch of little knots, which can happen in crochet socks, especially if they don't fit well. Um, yeah. And if you haven't made them the right size, you can feel them, especially like a lot of people call it princess feet or things like that. You can feel the little bumps on the bottom. Um, and so that kind of eliminates that, the linked half double crochet. The other thing I do recommend is linked double crochet or even linked treble crochet. Any, any of the linked stitches on the bottom of the foot are going to create a really nice flat, um, flat kind of canvas. I don't even know what to call it. It's got a fabric. Why did I say canvas yeah. when I could say fabric? But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it just feels great. Um, and so I talked about both of these stitches in the book and the patterns feature both of them. Uh, the Gorman, um, I think they're called the Gorman Street toe up and cuff down socks. And then the Beltline um, toe up and cuff down socks. Um, one of them features extended single crochet and one features linked half double crochet. Um, and so you have a vanilla sock that's both toe up and cuff down that features, you know, each of these stitches. So you can really try both of them out from what I, what I've been seeing and what a lot of people have said is um, that the link stitches, especially if you turn them inside out and you wear the outside of the fabric um, on the feet, it feels like you're just walking on knit stitches um, okay. and they seem to be pretty popular. So, Okay, so for me, the crochet socks that I've made, I actually, I don't know if it's called I have a high instep, for, for, from my heel to the top of my foot, I have a hard time getting the sock on over that point without the top mm -hmm. of my part being overly stretched out. So, like, like, what would I, how would I do that? Like, at least with the knitted fabric, it feels like it comes back in. Oh, as I hit my microphone, it comes back in to where I want it to be. But I struggle with the crochet because it's still – it just feels like it gets really large. So there's a, um, there's a heel in the book. It's actually called the Strong Heel, and it was um, made by Geraldine Strong. I think her name's hyphenated. I can't remember the other one. But um, it was a knitted heel that's taken from um, – I can't remember which book. I think it's the Sock Knitter's Handbook. Uh, okay. But it was a traditionally knitted socks. And from the toe up, um, you, you essentially increase on both sides where the gusset would traditionally be. Um, and then you work a short little heel turn and you continue working in the round. A lot of the times what you're talking about, the reason that that happens is you just haven't increased rapidly enough for the gusset. And okay. you need more stitches over that because your ankle circumference um, is a little bit, it's more like your heel diagonal circumference is not. Be careful. 
Don't be calling me Kinkles. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, the <laughs> your heel diagonal is a little <laughs> bit larger <laughs> than the rest of the measurements. So you just want to increase more. I would recommend doing toe-up socks. Do a strong heel, increase a little bit more on the outside, and try the strong heel as you're wearing it, and you can keep inserting your foot into it. Um, okay. That makes it a little bit a little bit easier, and it'll fit a whole lot better. Okay. All right. I will give that a try. So I know that you have um, – uh, didn't you do a class on crocheted socks with Annie's? I did. I did one with okay. Annie's and one with Craftsy. All right, so what for the people who have those classes, what can mm-hmm. they expect from this book? In the sense that would this be a good accompaniment, accompaniment book, accompany? Uh, you know what I'm trying to say. Or yeah, like, you, um, like how did you divide it up? You know, tell us, tell us about it. So essentially, what we wanted was we wanted this to be a crochet resource guide. This. I wanted this book specifically to be kind of where anyone can go in 2017 and pick this book up and learn everything that they need to know about crochet socks and how to make crochet sock patterns um, that fit them or if they want to design or, you know, anything like that. Um, So when we did the classes, we offered patterns and we showed how to do basic heels. So, you know, how to do a heel flap with a basic heel turn and how to do short row heels and stuff like that. Um, this kind of goes into more of the science behind it. So we talk about mathematically how much stretch crochet has um, and how to make it fit your foot uh, in, in the best way possible. And I give an equation, like I put on my math hat and I figured out an equation to really um, kind of understand why crochet stretches the way it stretches and what it does, why it does what it does basically. Um, And so we came up with different heels, um, different cuffs to use, different toes. There's an entire chapter just on heels and toes. Um, And I essentially adapted them all from knitting. And I wanted to really give crocheters what knitters have. Knitters have all of this resource on on knit socks. I mean, like, they just have so much. And we crocheters have, like, four books. And, um I wanted that to change, and so I dug in and tried to figure out if your foot is this long and you crochet this many rows, is that going to fit better? You know, should you work from the back of the heel until you have one inch left or two inch left? So a lot of testing, a lot of math went in, but I I, I did all that to make it super easy for the crochet. So um, you just plug in two or three numbers and you know what size you have to make. And then you will be able to create a custom sock pattern that's specific to you. Um, and I, I, I thought that that was important to where we are. There's also a lot of charts in the book. If you're making socks for gifts, there's general charts um, of how, to, how they're sized um, and what sizes you should actually make. And um, I go into yarn how yarn is made, um, three-ply, two-ply, four-ply, the twist that's in yarn, why some twist works and some doesn't, and all that kind of stuff. So it's, that's it's really in-depth. Ramona in the Facebook Live right now, she's asking if the type of yard, she said yard, but I mean she means yarn, 
um, does it affect the, the sock and the stretch of the crochet sock? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, that's the one thing that I don't think crocheters think enough about is the yarn that we use. Um, you have to use yarn that has a, a, high, a high enough wool content because the wool is going gonna, is gonna to give you the elasticity. The nylon is going to give you the strength. With the wool is going to give you the elasticity. If you don't like using wool for whatever reason, there are some good options. Premier Yarns has um, a sock yarn called Wool Free um, and Wool Free Lace um, that's, that's really wonderful and has some great stretch. Red Heart and their um, – Heart and Soul. Um, yeah, heart and soul. Um, that their yarn has great stretch to it, especially if you're using um, post stitches. It stretches mm-hmm. really, really, really well. So um, you kind you kind of gotta you gotta choose. That's why all the all the yarns in the book, um, most of them are higher end yarns. Um, we use everything from you know Cascade Heritage yarn all the way up to like Yoth yarns and and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, I really I wanted, wanted to. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, we, we try to make it comprehensive. That's it. Yeah. I was going to say, um, one of the things that I know a lot of people who maybe have only ever used acrylic forever, and they've just tried some of the, um, I want to say, I want, I, I want to say the word cheap, cheap yarn, cheap wool yarn. Um, that, that wool typically is not like the, the best quality wool. So it does it's very itchy and very irritating. So don't think that all wool is like that. Now I am not dis, counting the fact that you may have a wool allergy out there if that is the case for some of you I am so sorry Um, but I do want to say that not all wool is created equal Um, there is there you know there's just as many different types of wool as there are sheep and um, the different types of wool will affect the way it feels to your your skin the way the the micron count or the the staple length all of that together so if wool is something that you've tried before but maybe you weren't a fan of and maybe you don't like to splurge on some more of the higher end yarn maybe just for the chance to make a pair of socks, just splurge on one ball of higher end yarn with um, a nice merino wool of some sort. Merino is a very nice soft wool and um, it feels really good. So I just want to throw that out there just because I know some people are like, ooh, wool, but you know, it, it's really nice. And some, most of the time when you get a sock yarn, it's a super wash. Um, and so you, you can, you can technically throw it in a wash machine, but honestly, hand washing your socks is so incredibly easy. I often would tell people when I was teaching at the yarn store, because they would balk about hand washing their socks. I said, look, just take them off before you get in the shower, throw them in the sink with a little eucalyn or soak or um, allure mm-hmm. fiber wash, and just let them sit there while you're taking a shower. When you get out, give them a good rinse and then hang them up. You're done. Like, that's all you have to do, like for the time that yeah, you're in the definitely. shower. So it's, it's like, it's not that big of a deal. So I don't want, because, and the only reason I'm mentioning it is because this is information that a lot of knitters already know, but a lot of crocheters, they just don't know it. Just as you said, Ron, there's so much information out there for sock knitters, but not very much for sock crocheters. I know Karen yeah. Hooley is really a big proponent of crocheted socks. Um, yeah, that's what I, I learned think- from. Right? Oh, see, so when I think of crocheted socks, I think of Karen Hooley and I think of you, actually. That's the only two people I really think of. Um so I, I just think that what you've done is is perfect as far as taking the cues from the knits world and bringing it to the crochet side and showing people, hey, look, you can do this. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I love the idea of turning the sock inside out and walking on the opposite side. I think that's cool. Yeah. I've actually got that trick from um, knitters. Like there's some knitters that feel like the pearl side is a little too rough. So yep. they like walking on the knit side. Um, yep. And you can do the same thing with crochet. Absolutely. You just got to make sure you turn it inside out before you do like the design part of the, yeah. the leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise that's going to be that way. <laughs> I tell, it's, it's princess foot. That's what, yeah, that's my yeah. dad is that way because uh you know he has i don't, I don't want to go into his anyways yeah he he prefers that too <laughs> it's kind of it's one of those things you know um let's see yeah. tammy in the facebook group is saying are there non-wool yarns that work well for crocheted socks and you just mentioned one can you think of any others i'm you know while you're talking i'm gonna look in my little sock bin back here and grab i know i have a couple others that might be good yeah i know there's um premier yarns wool free and then they have wool free lace um, and those are both from Premier. They come in really nice colors, um, and you can get them at most craft stores, I want to say. Um, other than that, I know there's milk. You can try milk fibers, um, soy. Uh, those are all kind of there. Um, but I would, I would also, you know, say unless it's it, it's a it's a specific wool allergy, and you know that it's actually um, a lot of the time it has to do with like the lanolin in the wool and the oils that are secreting, that's kind of what you feel on your foot. Maybe itches a little bit, but um, unless you know for sure it's a wool allergy, I would say definitely try wool. Um, yeah. Like a great a great example of a wool yarn that's that I love is Swan's Island. Um, Swan's Island makes a fingering weight yarn that's 100% merino, and it's like butter. It is so soft. It is so gorgeous. It's one of my favorite yarns of all time. Um, and it's a higher twist, um, so you could use it for socks as well. So That's cool. I just looked in my bin, and apparently I sold all of my non-wool sock yarn. Because, um, I mean, to be <laughs> honest, I'm, I'm not a fan of knitting with a lot of um, cotton and stuff. And so I, yeah. I sold all, all of mine has wool in it. Sorry, guys. Um, well, I, will say, I do know that – go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. I was just going to say, I know that um, Cascade makes a, um, it's not a fingering weight. I think it's like a sport or a DK of, um, it's a cotton elastic. I can't think of the name of it. Um, cotton, um, so I think, does it, does it start with an F? It comes in like, almost like a regular fixation. crochet cotton. Fixation. Isn't it fixation? Yes. Fixation. fixation. Yeah. I did yes. a pair of socks out of fixation not too long ago for Crochet World magazine. Um, oh. And... They actually worked really well. You have to you have to work with it relaxed because yeah. if you stretch it, then it'll be crazy. But yeah, it's really nice. I like that a lot. That yarn is good for crocheted swimsuits too. Just FYI. <laughs> oh, nice. nice. Yeah, I know. I well, that. you know, I need a new one. So <laughs> <laughs> my two piece. Just I need to get a bigger size, so I might as well crochet myself one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What I love most about sock yarn is. Um, the versatility of it. Like you don't have to just make socks with sock yarn. Like it makes beautiful crocheted lace, knitted lace, garments, like all over the board, especially if you're plus size, if you're using a sock yarn or even a DK sport weight yarn for a sweater, it actually, because it gives you less bulk, it makes you look better. Um, like there, there are so many options, but my favorite thing about sock yarn is that usually if you are traveling and you want to get some sort of a, 
um, like a souvenir. Getting a hand-dyed skein of sock yarn from that region, wherever you are, is one of the best ways to, you know, build up your own a stash, but then have like something of a memory of where you were. Mm-hmm. Like I can look at most of the yarn behind me and I know exactly where I was when I bought it and like what I was feeling and, and, and who it was I bought it from or, you know, what location, like all of that, like there's just so much fun to it. And so I think that being able to now let crocheters see that there are possibilities with sock yarn um, granted that it, it's, you know, it, it is crocheted socks, but that's something a lot of crocheters haven't done. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's cool. I think you've done a good job here. So, Ron, Thank it's you. the time of the show that we give away prizes. And I know that Interweave has given us two books to give away, one to a call-in listener and one to a commenter. So you sit back, think of your keyword. I'm going to do a little talking here for a minute, okay? Okay. All right. So, everybody, I'm so glad you're here. And if this is the first time you've listened to the Yarn Thing podcast, welcome. We are glad you're here. And on the Yarn Thing podcast, we are blessed to have guests that come on the show and are able to offer prizes, typically two prizes, one to somebody who calls in live on the broadcast and one to somebody who leaves a comment on the show notes. So, first, if you're listening live to the broadcast, don't be shy. Pick up your phone. Give us a call, 347 539-5589. I know it's been listed on the Facebook page as well, so you can find it there. And uh, if I were you, I would just go ahead and put that on speed dial so that way you have it forever. This is not like the radio station where you're going to call in and get a busy signal and then you have to call back in to try and get through. When you call in, um, you're placed on the switchboard. When the switchboard is full, I don't even know how many people it allows to call in. Um, then you would get a busy signal, but to my knowledge, nobody's ever gotten a busy signal. So call in, get placed on the switchboard, and we will randomly select a winner from there. If you're not listening live, as I mentioned, there's still a chance for you to win as well. After the podcast today, Tammy, my social media Medusa, that's what we call her. I think we're going to switch that up and make her the podcast guru. Um, she puts the show notes up over at marleybird.com. Now on the show notes, you will find a, a brief synopsis of things we talked about, including links. Uh, to the different patterns on Ravelry and to my uh, to um, it's my affiliate link on Amazon in uh, the show notes to Ron's book. Um, so if you want to support, you can absolutely purchase it from there. Or if it's at your local books or, or yarn store, go there and purchase it there for sure. Love the yarn stores. Want to make sure we support them. But at the bottom of the show notes, you want to find the area where it says leave a reply or leave a comment. And that's simply what you're going to do. You will leave a reply or leave a comment that includes the keyword that Ron will give us here in just a minute. That's sort of like your golden ticket or your proof that you listen to the podcast. And then two to three weeks, maybe a little bit more here coming up for the next couple of weeks because I'm traveling a little bit. We will, um, to let's see, two to three weeks from now, we will select a winner from today's podcast. So we give you that much time to be able to go back and listen to previous shows, get a chance to comment, and we want to make sure everybody has a chance to leave the comments. Again, those comments must be left on the show notes, which are only available at marleybird.com. We love your comments on Facebook, on Twitter, on Ravelry, on Instagram, but in order for you to be entered for a chance to win the prize, it must be on the show notes. And those are always available at marleybird.com, typically right after the broadcast of the, of the show, 
Um, but if you want to know exactly when, you can always uh, subscribe to my website or you can um, like the Marley Bird Facebook page because Tammy always announces when the show notes are up on there as well. Okay, so that's a whole lot of talking. What we're going to do now is I'm going to come over here. I'm going to click on Tammy, and Tammy is going to choose a winner from a previous podcast and ask Ron what his keyword is. So I'm going to take a break. Hi, Ron. It's Tammy. Hey, Tammy. Good morning. How are you, son? I am wonderful. So do you get out to any of the teaching events like Stitches or – I do. I've taught at Stitches South, I think once or twice before. Um, and then I teach here locally. And then we have like the Carolina Fiber Fest and all that good stuff. All that good stuff. I just was wondering if I was ever going to get to meet you. <laughs> you will. Eventually. Okay. You will. We'll make, we'll make Marley in charge of that. She's going she's gonna to make but, it happen. <laughs> oh, she's, well, she's really good at the party thing. Everybody that goes to the pajama party knows that. Um, you right. and I are going right. to... You and I are going to talk about a previous uh, podcast. This one um, what happened at the end of May. It was with Sonia Roots, who um, is another podcaster of the Stash Podcast, um, which is based out of the Stash Yarn Shop in Corvallis, Oregon. And um, there was a lot of comments on this. So I think everybody just really loved listening to um, – she's put together a book of um, patterns based on independent yarns that they featured in the shop there. And the random number generator chose Trisha's comment, um, and I think uh, the code word for uh, Sonia's um, appearance, uh, the show notes, was story, which is really important. I think a lot of us need to hear each other's story so that we have a better understanding, yes, of the community around us. And I love hearing yours, so this, this really fits into what we're talking about today. Trisha said, I love learning about and hearing about people's backstories always is interesting and fun. Do you have a code word or phrase that people should be using in your comments? Let's go with summer because it is the summer of socks right now. So it yes, makes sense. it is. That, that's perfect. I love that. Summer is a great code word. And I know that everybody that's going to um, log go over to the show notes later on today it will be able to comment and include that in there. I really appreciate that you stepped up and was able to, to meet with us today. I know that with summertime going on, everybody's having such a busy, busy, busy time. It is. Anything for you guys, of course. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. All right. So great. Um, let's see here. I am over here on the switchboard and you have 34 callers. So quite a few people have called in. Uh, they all want a chance to win a copy of this book. Pretty darn amazing. Um, you know this drill, Ron. I will scroll through all of these phone numbers. You tell me when to stop. That will be the lucky winner. And just so everybody out there knows, all I see are phone numbers. I don't see names. I don't see anything else other than it says the whole time. It tells me how long somebody's been on hold. Um, so I'm scrolling now. You tell me when to stop. Stop. My hands up. That scared me a little bit. <laughs> All right. We're at the bottom of the page. Uh, 315. 315. Hello. You were the last person to call in. Hi. Hi. How are you? I am wonderful. Who is this? This is Cheryl Clemens. Oh, hi, Cheryl. How are you? 
Good. How are you? Fantastic. Ron, you would love Cheryl. She is amazing. She's so much fun. Yay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, Cheryl, are you a sock crocheter? No, I haven't tried socks yet, but I am trying to build up the courage to do them. Well, it You'll sounds, do great. Probably. Yeah, it sounds to me like Ron's book will help you on your way, no problem. Okay, I look forward to it. <laughs> so, Cheryl, you know how this works. Email me, winner at yarnthingpodcast.com, winner at yarnthingpodcast.com. Make sure you let me know what it is you want in the subject line, so that way I know who to forward your mailing address and phone number to, and the book will get sent to you as soon as possible. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening, hon. All right, you have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. So fun. So that that was like super lucky. Like the, the, my little mouse was at the very bottom of the screen. Uh, so the last nice. person to call in. So just so everybody knows, you always have a chance. It doesn't matter if you're the first or the last. You, there's a chance for you to win all the time. If you didn't get a chance to win live, if you're not, if you're not Cheryl. <laughs> don't forget, you just have to go to MarleyBird.com, find the show notes for today's podcast, and in the reply area, make sure you leave the comment. Um, with the keyword summer. Is it summer or summertime? Summer. 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 So there you have it. All right, Ron. So much fun. I love talking to you. We definitely don't ch- chat enough. But now that you are back in the yarn world and your your creative juices are flowing, that just that just warms my heart. I'm so glad that you are here with us again and gracing us with your beautiful designs. And I wish you great success with this book. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Absolutely. All right, dear. I will talk to you later, okay? All right. All right. Bye, Ron. Bye. I adore him, you guys. He is such a kind and gentle-hearted soul, such a, a wonderful person. Make sure you check out Step Into Crochet, Crochet's crocheted sock techniques um i have put a link in the show notes i've put a link on uh facebook live for you to be able to find that book it's amazing ron we didn't talk about this very much he does have a bunch of other designs that are available for purchase in his pattern store over on ravelry i'll make sure that tammy puts a link to those as well in the show notes i'm going to add it right now to facebook live so that way you guys can get a link to his ravelry um, Ravelry store, tons of really wonderful, great patterns, both knitting and crochet. It's just a bunch of wonderful stuff. And he, he puts together some, how do I say this? His patterns are very well constructed. So you won't be disappointed in those for sure. Uh, it's always great to support indie designers and uh, let us know that you love us and keep us in the business. Cause you don't want to, you don't want to lose us, right? We want to hang around and, and be here for you. So I want to tell you guys that I will be at the crochet guild of America conference next week. I actually leave next Tuesday and I will be there through the entire conference. And then I have four days that I'm taking vacation there in Chicago with John. And then I will be attending the Stitches Midwest conference. That means I am gone for two weeks, two whole weeks without the Yarn Thing podcast, but don't worry. Tammy already has her list of shows that she is going to make sure she puts up here to say, hey, did you listen to this one? Or maybe you didn't catch this one. Or did you know about this? Um, Beyond that, I will also be doing some Facebook live posts over here while on the Marley Bird Facebook channel while I am at these events. So you don't have to be 
in Marley Bird Withdrawals, uh, there's always a chance for you to, to catch up with me and see what's happening at these events as I'm meeting up with some of my my friends, my fans, and um, telling you about new yarns and new stuff that's going on. I can't wait. I already have my dinner date planned with Jenny King, and I'm so excited. I love going out with Jenny King, so it should be a good time. Um, I feel like there's something else I should be telling you. Uh, don't forget that there is a new video every week over on the Marley Bird YouTube channel. I am almost at 50,000 subscribers. That is huge, and I am so honored and excited, and I can't wait to get there. And it's all because of you guys sharing my channel and letting other people know that they can learn from me. Maybe someday I can get Ron out here and he can help me do a video on crocheted socks. Maybe we could do a crocheted sock series. I don't know if he'd be allowed to do that, though, with his other two classes. But we can – we'll figure it out. We'll figure out something. All right, guys, that is it for today's show. Let's hit our exit music. You know I love it. It's my favorite. I love talking to you guys, and I want to say thank you first to Ron Strong for joining me on the podcast. You are amazing. I love you. I hope that – you have amazing success. You guys, make sure you follow along with Ron on Facebook, on Twitter, on Ravelry. Um, all those places, they will be listed in the show notes over on MarleyBird.com. Let's say thank you to our sponsors, Red Heart Yarns, where I'm the proud national spokesperson, Stitches.fm, Crafty.com, Aaron Lane Bags, Raina Bug, and Love Wool Company. I love you guys, and I will talk to you very, very soon. Bye.